0: Chapter Two of Days with Sir Roger de Coverley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Days with Sir Roger de Coverley by Joseph Addison and Richard Steele. Chapter Two. Mister Will Wimble. I was yesterday morning walking with Sir Roger before his house. A country fellow brought him a huge fish which he told him mr william wimble had caught that very morning and that he presented it with his service to him and intended to come and dine with him at the same time he delivered a letter which my friend read to me as soon as the messenger left sir roger i desire you to accept of a jack which is the best i have caught this season I intend to come and stay with you a week, and see how the perch bite in the Black River. I observed with some concern, the last time I saw you, upon the bowling green, that your whip wanted a lash to it. I will bring half a dozen with me that I twisted last week, which I hope will serve you all the time you are in the country. I have not been out of the saddle for six days last pass having been at eton with sir john's eldest son he takes to his learning hugely i am your humble servant will william this extraordinary letter and message that accompanied it made me very curious to know the character and quality of the gentleman who sent them which i found follows. Will Wimble is younger brother to a baronet, and descended of the ancient family of the Wimbles. He's now between forty and fifty, but being bred to have no business, and born to no estate, he generally lives with his elder brother as superintendent of his game. He hunts a pack of dogs better than any man in the country, and is very famous for finding out a hare. He is extremely well versed in all little handicrafts of an idle man. He makes a mayfly to a miracle and furnishes the whole day with angle rods As he is a good-natured, obvious fellow, and very much esteemed upon account of his family, he is a welcome guest at every house and makes up a good correspondence among all the gentlemen about him he carries a tulip rod in his pocket from one to another, or exchanges a puppy between a couple of friends that live perhaps in the opposite sides of the county. Will is a particular favorite of all the young hares, whom he foot with a net that he has weaved, or a setting dog that he has made himself. He now and then presents a pair of garters, of his own knitting to their mothers or sisters and raises a great deal of mirth among them by inquiring as often as he meets them how they wear these gentlemanlike manufactures and obliging little humours make will the darling of the country sir roger was proceeding in the character of him when we saw him make up to us with two or three hazel twigs in his hand that he had cut in sir roger's woods as he came through them in his to the house. I was very much pleased to observe on one side the hearty and sincere welcome for which Sir Roger received him, and on the other the secret joy which his guest discovered at sight of the good old knight. After the first salutes were over, Will desired Sir Roger to lend him one of his servants to carry a set of shuttlecocks he had had with him in a little box to a lady that lived about a mile off, to whom it seems he had promised such a present for above this half year. Sir Roger's back was no sooner turned but honest Will began to tell of a large cock pheasant that he had sprung in one of the neighboring woods, with two or three other adventures of the same nature. Odd and uncommon characters are the game I looked for, and most delight for which reason i was mu- as much pleased with the knowledge of the person that talked to me as he could be for his life with the springing of a pheasant and therefore listened to him with more than ordinary attention in the midst of his discourse the bell rung to dinner for the gentleman A had to, been speaking of had the pleasure of seeing the huge jack he had caught served up for the first dish in a most subtuous manner upon our sitting down to it he gave us a long account how he had looked it played with it foiled it and at length drew it out upon the bank with several other particulars tested all the first course a dish of wild fowl that came afterwards furnished the conversation for the rest of the dinner which concluded with a light invention of wills for improving the coil-pipe Upon withdrawing into my room after dinner, I was secretly touched with towards the honest gentleman that had dined with me, and could not but consider, with a great deal of concern, how so good an heart, and such busy hands, were wholly employed in trifles, that so much humanity should be so little beneficial to others, and so industry so little advantageous to himself. The same temper of mind and application to affairs might have recommended him to public esteem, and have raised his fortune in another station of life. What good to us his country or himself might not a trader or merchant have done with such useful though ordinary qualifications? Will Wimbles is the case of many of a younger brother of a great family who would rather see their children starve, like gentlemen, than thrive in a trade or profession that is beneath their equality. This humour fills several parts of Europe with pride and beggary. It is the happiness of a trading nation, like ours, that the younger sons, though incapable of any liberal art or profession, may be placed in such a way of life as may perhaps enable them to vie with the best of their family. Accordingly, we find several citizens that were launched into the world with narrow fortunes, rising by an honest industry to greater estates than those of their eldest brothers. It is not improbable, but Will was formerly tried at divinity, law, or physic, and that finding his genius did not lie that way, his parents gave him up at length to his own inventions. But certainly, however, Improper he might have been for studies of Ihachir. He was perfectly well turned for the occupations of trade and commerce. As I think this is a point which cannot be too much inculcated, I shall desire my reader to compare what I have here written with what I have said in my twenty-first speculation. End of chapter 2 Read by Elijah Fisher